Cool. So I'm I'm glad we can get on the phone. Uh, you you and I, like you said, we don't get on the phone much. Your your life is crazy. You are a busy busy person. I'm a dad. You're a dad. <laughs> you, you as, know, as am I. You know, I you, you, you know how that goes. Is this, yeah, and you basically live on an airplane. I do. Like, just to put it in perspective, like, because I'm, I'm actually really curious because I feel like every time I see your tweets or your Instagram posts or something, you're either at an airport or in like an exotic location. Like, how many days out of the month are you traveling at this point? Um, it really all depends on the on the month. I mean, just from a quick look at my schedule, look at my calendar now. Like in June, I was in just the cities I was in was like Boston. Um, San Fran, L.A., uh, Nice, Cannes, Paris, Dallas, Miami. Wait, this was all New in Orleans. June? Yeah, New Orleans. That was June. <laughs> this month is it was Ohio, Miami. I'm going to Toronto tomorrow, then going to L.A., and coming back here, then going to Houston, then coming back here. They're going to San Fran, then coming back here, going back to LA, then coming back here, then going to the Hamptons, then going to LA, then coming back here. That's July. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> that that so is crazy. Delta, Delta, if you're listening, <laughs> I need that deal. <laughs> so, all right, let's do, before I want to I want to dig into that schedule a little bit because that that just like blows our mind, and I have some questions about that. Uh, sure. Before we do that, just like a really quick introduction. So for those of you listening who don't know Mick, uh, Mick is a DJ. Mick is a music curator. He's a tech investor. He's a brand consultant. Uh, and like he said in the beginning of this call, like me, he is a new dad, which obviously uh, makes traveling as much as, as much as you are a little bit more complicated, I can imagine. Uh, but is. yeah, like if you don't know Mick, you know, there are, there are plenty of places on the internet where you can learn more about his bio. Um, I think, you know, I'd love to get like a little background in a minute on like, you know, just sure. some like brief history, but I would rather like dig into some other questions that maybe you're not asked so often, just so people could get like a little bit of a deeper look. So just to go back to the, the travel thing, like, so I talked to Gary Vaynerchuk the other day, and one of the things I asked him was like, hey, you obsess about your business 24-7 just like I do. You're a dad. You're a family man. I, I'm a new CEO, and I have, I'm have i finding one of the biggest challenges to be balancing my work and my family life. And it's, it's a lot to be thinking about both at all times. Hearing your travel schedule blows my mind. How do, how do you do it? I mean, you work so much. How are you a dad and a husband and also a, a, a world-traveling DJ uh, who's on a plane, it seems like, every other day. Um, I have no idea, dude. I just, <laughs> just kind of, like, <laughs> go. Um, I try to pick and choose my my battles and my opportunities as they come. So, like, for example, this week I've actually been in town. I got back in town Monday afternoon, and I'm here until tomorrow afternoon. So, like, I have an event in Toronto tomorrow night. I've been in Toronto a zillion times. I love Toronto, but I didn't need to go in the morning, spend the whole day there when my event was at 9 p.m. So I'll book a three three forty flight out. So I, you know, still have a little bit of a buffer in case something happens with the plane or whatever. But then I can still kind of like get some work done in the morning. And then I try to just find little times to hang out with my kid. You know, he's only, he's turning two in two weeks. So uh, it's not like 
we're walking around like having dissertations on like, you know, Greek astronomy theory or anything like that. We're just, we're just hanging out. So I just try to find moments to do it. So like in the morning when, when I go to the coffee shop and get, get, get an espresso or get a cold brew or whatever it is I'm doing, like I just bring them. Uh, if I got to run to the drugstore, if I got to run, pick up some lunch, I just bring them. And I just grab them from the nanny and say, Hey, we're coming back. And uh, we'll be back in a half hour. Just hang out. And, and, and we just, my, my theory is, you know, all, as, as long as we're spending time together, like that's really what matters the most. And I can't, I'm not the type of person where I'm here every single weekend and I'm not the type of, I don't have the sort of life where I could just be like, all right, dude, we're hanging out today from four to nine. What do you want to do? That's just not what it is. But at the same time, he's going to look at me and be like, this guy, works his ass off and he I hope he didn't say that until he's 18 but this guy just like really <laughs> hustles for me so that I can be here and uh I I appreciate that and I and I see like you know the things that you know he, he's he, he's trying to make an effort on his part to spend the time as well so and then what's going to be great about this as you know he gets older um we'll be able to do certain things together like I've literally gotten bookings because of this child you know I've gotten booked by <laughs> what do you, wait what do you mean what, what does that mean? i've gotten booked by target to do kids events because, like not like i don't normally do like kids like kids like kids fashion line stuff or like things like that because i'm a quote-unquote cool dad with a cool kid so people like see me in that space uh beats just had us do a campaign for father's day together um which they did on their website and on all their socials which had like millions and millions and millions of followers and you know that wouldn't happen without miles right so it's it's really cool for us to be able to do things like together in in that realm as well and he'll be able to one day look back at that and be like wow i was in that that's really cool and so there's 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 totally like trade-offs um to come with this, but I've just learned that, you know, my mind and my heart is in, is in the right place with it. And if, and if, if I can't spend three, three consecutive hours with the kid, uh, but if I could spend 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here, 40 minutes here, one hour here, five minutes here, like I just do that, you know? So he just knows that I'm here. And then when I'm gone and I don't, I don't mean for this to be so long winded when I'm gone, it's just like a lot of FaceTime. Like before I get on yeah. the plane, we're FaceTime. And before, you know, when I wake up in the morning, it's FaceTime. And I try to find those moments where I know he he's up and he's he's hanging out and he'll show me things through the phone and you know he kids today they and, and you'll see this with, with with your child like they just they think FaceTime is uh, normal yeah they just yeah. Think, they think it's just what it is you know he thinks yeah, all I, mean, phones, I, I use them he a doesn't lot even know that phones work yeah of course and, and, and why wouldn't you my, my son doesn't even think phones were ever curved. You know, because like, how would he <laughs> right, know that? Right, right. He, he's right. anything that's a flat surface. When he imitates like he's on the phone, he just keeps his phone, his hand flat and puts it up to his head right. and goes, hello. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, we, we did the thing where, you know, your pinky goes out and the, and the thumb goes up and you kind of like make like a phone sign. But they don't even know what that is. Like to them, all right. phones are flat and all phones are video. It's right. like it's like Amazing. when we were growing up watching Star Trek. But it's like for them, it's like it's just what it is since birth. So it's really cool. Right. So I've been talking to a couple of people lately. I've been, I've been really fortunate to talk to people who have basically made their, their passion, their living, their art, their living, um, people that I consider to be artists. And I consider you to be an artist, right? Like you took this passion for music um, and you basically turned it into a career. Was that the plan? And, and how fortunate do you feel to be in this, this position? Um, very fortunate. Um, 
very, very, very grateful. Um, I don't know that it was the plan per se. Um, I would say the plan was always to kind of just like grow up and be an adult. And uh, that never happened. But then by a roundabout effect, it kind of happened more than I even ever thought it would. And by that, I mean, I grew up loving music. I taught myself how to DJ because it was intriguing to me. And it was also a lot easier than trying to sneak drums into a dorm room. Because I played drums growing up. And I, didn't like, I was like, how the, I'm not going to be able to bring drums to college. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just teach myself to DJ. Same thing. And it just kind of like I realized early on that, um, and this is in the late 90s, that being a DJ was um, – there was a there was a social and a cultural currency that came along with it that was just different than anything else, and I realized early on the relationships and doors that opened up outside of the scope of like normal life. But I didn't realize it to the point that I thought it would be my career, right. and um, it was just you know. So it was in college. I was like you know I, 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 it's it's when I was in high school I was a, I was a super dork and then like a nerd like I was like all those adjectives and then moved to college I was the exact same person with two turntables and I was one of the you know everybody wanted to be my friend and I was like whoa this is fascinating uh, let's, <laughs> let's keep this in the back of my mind like I'm the same person but maybe not and um, so I, I kept doing it after college to, to pay for grad school and I did that and at that moment I was still thinking when I finish this I'm going to just go get a job and just like, you know, live my life. And then what happened was, was the job market where I grew up in Ohio sucked and the creative job market was non-existent. Um, and I mean, there would have been jobs, but it would have been um, situations where, you know, I mean, granted, if I was like a dad or something at the time, I probably would have chosen something a little bit more solid, but I said, let's just push this a little further and see what can happen. And I was very fortunate that um, it just kind of, kind of started clicking and I was able to move to New York and I've uh, been here a decade now. And it's just every year, it's just been a constant, you know, re reinvention of my brand that kind of like symbolizes who I am at that moment in time. I've tried never to really stay stagnant. And now I sit back and I look at everything and I'm involved in a lot of business stuff and I'm involved on in a lot of brand stuff and I'm still doing tons of music stuff and but it all came through through the DJing, which is, to me, the craziest part. Like, you would have thought it would have been the other way around. You would have thought that the DJing would have cannibalized all the other opportunities. And honestly, maybe 15 years ago it would have. But the way the, that the world has changed, it's the exact opposite. So I'm able to achieve anything I want to achieve in life through this DJ career has opened up so many doors, and um, I don't take that for granted. I'm, and I'm sorry for being so long-winded. Feel free to edit this. No, no, this is great. Uh, so, I mean, you you get to New York a decade ago, you keep pushing us further and further, and before you know it, I mean, you're you're DJing for literally like the Obamas, you're DJing for Beyonce, you're DJing for Hillary Clinton, some of the biggest brands in the world, HBO, Cadillac, like. Is that a surreal experience, or at this point, is it just is it just the norm? Um. No, I mean, certain things are very surreal. Uh, getting to do an event, um, I guess it was a year and a half ago uh, with Michelle Obama was awesome. Like, you know, especially now when you look back at how fucked our country is right now. But like, it's just like that was like an amazing era that we were coming to a conclusion in. And um, it was it was really cool. And I mean, very I don't I used to get very excited, like if I would meet like a rapper that I grew up loving. <laughs> 
and now and now I get you know that that stuff doesn't really phase me anymore. But I do get very excited about stuff like that, and um, I'm just. It, it, but it, it kind of just comes from putting yourself in um in 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 the right. I'm very aware of of who I am. I'm very aware of what I'm not, and I'm very aware of like where I want to go. So I I've been able to use that to just put myself in the right situations. So if you don't mind, how, how does the Michelle Obama gig come together? Um, well, there's an agency that I had worked with before who had booked me for some events. Um, and they were like, uh, we know that, um, we have an event for you coming up. Can't really tell you what it is, but, um, you should do it. (laughs) What's going on? Do you have any, when they say that, do you have any thought that it might be Michelle Obama or the Obamas or no because what it was actually for was an organization that um I actually really love and support uh and I wish I would like to do more with them actually especially as a dad called it's called FNV and it stands for fruits and veggies vegetables and it's like a government like marketing program to get kids to eat healthier food and not just like junk and what you know when we grew up that shit didn't exist and 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 nowadays it's a little bit better depending on what bubble you live in but the average kid still doesn't really understand that life doesn't revolve around sun chips uh and i know that because my son eats sun chips every day (laughs) we just try to balance (laughs) it out with with everything else but sun chips are his thing and um you know so they were just like it's a there's an event for um for this charity that's affiliated with the government trying to get kids to eat healthier. And the one thing that I've always said, even when we were trying to have a baby and now that we have a healthy son is um, I, I stress myself very thin for like kids related stuff. Like I will donate my time that I don't have and my effort to like a lot of kids related charities because I think it's really important. Um, and I, and I think that like, I'm very blessed uh, you are as well to have like, you know, a healthy kid. And a lot of people aren't aren't as fortunate. So um, when there are things involving anything, kids, regardless, uh, any, you know, if I could find a way to fit it in, like I do it. So I was like, cool, I'll do this. And then they were just like, cool, there may be some special guests. We can't really tell you who they are. And then it kind of started figuring out who who it may be. And then I remember at one point during the process, there was like a government shutdown for a day or two. So they like ended up moving the event because she wouldn't have been able to come on the day of the government shutdown. And it all kind of just, the stars just kind of aligned. And um, we all ended up in this big gymnasium in Norfolk, Virginia. And uh, she, there, there it was. And she was like, I like the music. This was great. And I was like, I like you. <laughs> Give me a hug. It was, it was really cool. And then from that point, it was just, um, I was just really grateful, man. But it's just, when I look back at these stories, it's funny telling the story to you because it just makes, it, this is kind of how my life works. So I try to just put good energy out there and just, do stuff that like is relevant and um, things kind of come back and I, I don't get everything I want, but, but I'm very fortunate that like, it's, and when you, you know, and, and even look at this, when you're, you're building a business, like you, you, there are days you probably walk out of the office, like we killed it. And there's probably days you walk out like this is horrible. What, what were we thinking? And then, but when, when, when you look back at the six months, you're like, wow, we're doing a lot of really cool stuff, but you have to kind of like sometimes remove yourself from the day to day of what it is totally. that you're doing and, and look back at the long view and take like the macro approach to it. And you're just like, Oh yeah. You know what? We, we are, we are growing. Things are good. Um, and it's just, it's tough when you, when you, when you live in the day to day of it, whether it's parenthood, whether it's business, whether it's marriage, whether it's whatever it is like, but when you look back at the whole scope of it, as long as you're trending upwards, 
Actually, as long as you're not going downward, I would even say if you're like, if even you're going to have times where you're just kind of like flatlining, but as long as you're overall trending upward, that's all that really matters. Totally. So uh, there, some, there's a big sports fan in the office here, and uh, he told me to ask you about the, the the photo that came out with you recently with you and David Ortiz. What's the story? Oh, oh so I was in um, Miami last weekend doing some events for um, MasterCard for their uh, baseball all-star weekend stuff. And um, really cool event, actually. The first night uh, we performed at the W Hotel, and it was an event for Stand Up to Cancer. And Jennifer Hudson performed, and I DJed, and it was really great, and it was for a great cause. And then the second day, um, they threw this big barbecue at, also at the W where uh, baseball players came, and, like, a lot of, like, just like, you know, I don't know what constitutes like VIPs in baseball, but um, I guess there are like execs and, you know, sponsors and clients and stuff like that there. And then um, he showed up and I guess he, I believe he might probably has a relationship with MasterCard. I don't think he would have just like shown up <laughs> like, Hey, can I, can I come to your barbecue? But um, they brought him up to the um, <laughs> booth and um, he was like the probably, I don't, I mean, I don't know the guy at all, but he was, genuinely so kind i was like if i could be this nice to people all the time man that'd be fantastical so he was so <laughs> nice so i was just like he i was like what do you want to hear and of course like everybody last week he just wanted to hear the jay-z 444 album and um and i was like you want to play it and uh so somehow we ended up like i ended up like giving him like mini dj lessons in front of a couple hundred people with their phones out taking pictures and uh that's awesome. it was pretty it was it was pretty awesome that's so cool. So David Ortiz is basically requesting songs from from you, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, well, I don't I don't let everybody do that, by the way. Just right. only the only the special ones like you and him. Who? <laughs> oh yeah, I think I was doing that at the Spotify party at South by Southwest. So who? All right. So with that said, then who is another? Like who's a, who's the coolest person that's gotten the opportunity to request a song from you? Um. I don't know, man. I don't really, I mean, I kind of like, my thing is like, honestly, I don't really know who anybody is realistically. <laughs> right. I don't, I'm very much like, I don't remember faces and I don't really watch movies. Some of that is because I'm just, I have a short attention span. Some of it just because I don't really have time. So I never really know who like actors are or who like all these people are or supermodels and all. I don't really know who anybody is. Like I, I would do, I would know their name, but like, I've had plenty of situations where the people were in my booth or they were talking to me or I was, had an opportunity to talk to somebody, but I had no idea who they were. Uh, right. So it, I've kind of blown probably a lot of opportunities like that. Probably could have married <laughs> Susan Mono, but I, but I didn't know who she was. <laughs> like, well, I don't I know. Think, like, I, but think you, I, I think I your like situation, living. your family situation worked out pretty well. My, my family's amazing. They are yeah. my reason for being so in addition to DJing, I mean, we talked a little bit earlier. I mean, you're into fashion. You do investing. The investment side, I think, is a little bit new for you or somewhat new. Like, how did how did that unfold? How did you get into that? And how are you enjoying it? Um, I love it. I love it. Um, it's how I get to do this interview, right? <laughs> uh, I think <laughs> investment, um, it, it's it's just, a, you know, it, it's something that's kind of become a little passion project of mine where – I just started thinking about the networks and the relationships with people that I have and how can I add value to them and how can I potentially make some money? Can't lie. That's important. And people always like act like that's not important. It's very important. Um, especially as a parent, but, um, 
I started, you know, meeting a lot of really interesting people. And my career started evolving from a DJ perspective to where I was working with a lot of tech brands and a lot of like, you know, things on more, more the intellectual side versus the, the fashion side or the sports side or the music side. And it just was putting me in conversations with a lot of really interesting people. Um, like how we were introduced, for example, through, through Brian. And we had barbecue. And, our, our, our first hang, we just ate like six pounds we, of barbecue. Yeah. And then we ate tons of barbecue and it, and it was great. Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and so what I realized was that um, I really love getting involved with, with, with companies early. And if there's ways that, that, that I could help them, that's fantastic. And honestly, what I didn't realize was that it was going to help me as well. And, and I, there's, there's been relationships that have been made through every startup I've been a part of that's actually benefited me in other ways, that I, and, and which is fantastic. And it's just become this, this two-way street of, of – information sharing and um and just like and more so beyond that like fr- like friendship like i'm really shocked like i'm pretty much like good friends now with like everybody at all these like companies that i'm part of and i don't think i don't think that's probably normal uh but you know like you and i talk like i talk to all the people of anybody i've ever been part of of any company like it's it becomes like human being stuff and and I totally. think that's like really nice. And I think there's a probably a point where that doesn't scale. Like I can't imagine like Ben Horowitz just there texting like baby pictures to like all the people they've given zillions of dollars to. But um, for me, <laughs> it kind of works, you know. And 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 I like that. And I think the five year goal for me is actually to perhaps be at a VC. So uh, hmm. when I decide to like wind down from DJing a little bit, um, so it's just been a really interesting just toe to dip into that world. So what's, I mean, you are definitely a person that has a lot of interests, DJing, fashion, investing, things like that. Is there, is there, an, is there another thing beyond investing you're, you're, you're excited about trying at some point? I mean, it seems like you can do everything. Like, what can't you do? Um, I can't lose this last 10 pounds. Uh, that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't bottom, man. I, I'm, I'm dealing with it, too. You can't dunk. Yeah. Well, all right. Can't. So you can't dunk. You can't lose less than pounds. What What are you going to do after invest? Like, what's What's the next thing you want to tackle? Um. Well, I'm 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 kind of working a lot right now on um I'm working on a really interesting book concept that might end up it's probably going to be kind of like a podcast slash book concept. Um, originally it started as a book, where I am, kind of like, drawing the synergies between um. CEO culture and hip hop culture, uh, hmm. and it's 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 a very interesting concept. I can't really delve too much into it because I don't want to like we're still working it working it out. But it's going to be later this year. I'll, I'll have more for that. But it, it's going to be very interesting, and uh, I'm pretty excited for it because uh, it, it kind of ties all my worlds together, kind of like with a little ribbon, and that's pretty that's exciting. Awesome. Um, I love. I, I've also been working a lot more on like just like being more public facing outside of DJing. So like I was, I was just in Miami speaking on a panel about um, actually about travel and then about social influencing. I, I spoke to some kids at Harvard a couple months ago. Uh, I, I've just, I, I've really enjoyed that too. So I, lo- I love when people bring me to places to actually not DJ uh, to just, you know, talk, teach, share. I think that's something I really love doing. And then sometimes it's both. Like I went to Mexico in January and I, and I, and I, and I, you know, gave this big talk on creativity and then I actually DJed a party for them that night and kind of like, they got to see both sides of me and that was really cool too. So I just, I'm just appreciative of that stuff too. 
I like when people I don't two... think I'm, I like when people don't think I'm dumb. It's nice. It helps. Well, well I anyone <laughs> I've met who uh who knows you thinks you are a genius, quite honestly. Um so two last quick ones. So top five artists of all time. You don't have to give me five, just give me about five of your favorite artists of all time. Okay. Um they all lean towards uh people from my youth. But um Tribe Called Quest, Jay Z, Pearl Jam, um, Stevie Wonder, uh you too. And what about around five up and coming artists you believe have the most potential? Like who are you most excited about? Um, well, of, of a newer generation of people, I would have to say, I mean, and some of these guys aren't like, like the newest of the new, um, right. but like newer, um, I mean, obviously let's think here. Um, there's this kid, Nick Grant, who's really, really good. Super amazing rapper, kind of like channels, like that nice, like balance between today and yesterday without trying to sound retro. Mm-hmm. He's really good. Um, I really love Anderson Pack. He's not like new, new, but like the last couple of years new. He's really great. Yeah, definitely. Um, He's off. Awesome. You know, similar with uh, like somebody like a Catronada, who again isn't new, new, more mm-hmm. like the last couple of years. Um, I'd have to really go open up my Serato and delve through some stuff like that. <laughs> it's funny when I'm when I'm home, I, I tend to listen more to older classic stuff because a lot of times when I'm out, I have to play so much newer stuff that I like to balance out. Um, to bounce out both it's easier for me to get in my my mental creative zone when i'm not listening to music for exploration's sake but more listening to it for uh just like relaxation's sake because a lot of times when i hear new music i hear music like what what can i do with this what can i play with this what would this go with where would i play this And 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 it puts me in a place where it's like work mode Versus if I right. put on like an old De La Soul album, I'm like, I'm just in a good mental space and I could do my, do my shit without thinking like that. Right, right, right. No, I totally know what you mean. So is there anything else you want to tell people? Is there anything that listeners should go check out? Maybe your new mixtape? Like, what, what do you want people to know about? Um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, so every summer, Jazzy Jeff and I do uh, a mixtape of all like kind of like old school classic kind of stuff called Summertime based off of his hit song. And um, we just put out the eighth one um, this July 4th. And you can get it on my site or his site. I'm sure there'll be links to this. Or we have a special summertime site, summertime.fm. So you can grab it there as well. Um, I What else do I have going on? Just I guess you could just look at my website and see where I'm going to be. And if I'm in a city near you, uh, come come check it out. It should be pretty fun. And follow you on Twitter, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's we could do the socials. The, the, the Twitter is I am Mick. The, the Instagram is at Mick. Um, fortunate to have a really short Instagram handle at Mick. Yeah. And um, yeah, lots of sneaker pictures and baby pictures and airplane pictures. So if you're into that sort of thing, <laughs> click follow. <laughs> awesome, Mick. Thank you so much. This was great, and uh, looking forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.